and a very warm welcome my dear listener. We are broadcasting live from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope, and the program is New Life with me, Eric Kevuti. Do stay tuned for a great show. Thank you for tuning in. Today on Family Life Slot, Lydia Achieng joins us to tell us more on stolen pleasures of marriage. Thereafter, Pastor Obel Soire will be coming in during the Bible segment. But before we do that, let's first get the song Akuit and Joe by Silver Cord Singers. Sit tight and enjoy. Don't 
bat dia listener you're listening to the new life program coming to you live from Adventist World Radio the voice of hope and now on family life Lydia Achieng joins us with more on soul and pleasures of marriage stay tuned Hello dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter Lydia Aching. Today's topic is Stolen Treasures of Marriage. I've met many women and we've met many men who don't realize what a treasure their marriage is until it's stolen from them. Stolen how? You may wonder. Marriages are stolen by our comparisons, our endless wishing that things might somehow be different, more romantic than they actually are. Marriages are stolen by our lack of appreciation. As women and also as men, we often focus on what isn't being done rather than all that is being done and done well, if we are truly honest. The enemy of our faith is called a thief and a liar and is continually trying to get us to believe things that aren't true. And one of the things we too often allow to be stolen from us is the view that our spouse is a gift from God to help us to become more like Christ. We fail to see him or her as if they are autographed by God to not only bless our lives but to smooth down our rough edges. We allow our eyesight to become focused on the negative to such a degree that we don't see the positive and acknowledge it. We don't realize that as we encourage each other, we spur one another on to love and good deeds. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, "Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen." Think about the things you say to your spouse today and or yesterday. Was your talk wholesome and did it benefit him or her and those around you as they listened? That doesn't mean you can't be truthful and confrontational. But what is truthful and spoken in love where your motivation was to help your spouse and help your marital partnership but was it truthful and spoken in love where your motivation was to help your spouse and help your marital partnership the bible says in galatians chapter 6 if someone is caught in a sin you who are spiritual should restore him gently but watch yourself or you also may be tempted carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ and then there's the temptation to be prideful when our spouses do something wrong and we feel proud and think at least i didn't do that but is that an attitude which god would have you hold on to the bible also says in galatians chapter 6 if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing he deceives himself Each one should test his own actions then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else for each should carry his own load do not be deceived god cannot be mocked a man reaps what he sows so the question comes to mind are you allowing your marriage to be stolen by comparison are you comparing your actions with your spouses and feeling prideful because of it or maybe you're comparing your marriage to someone else's and you're coveting what they have that can cause trouble are you allowing your marriage to be robbed of being 
people who give thanks in every situation, knowing that God can work good even out of that which appears to be bad on the surface? Are you looking so intently at the speck in your spouse's eye that you overlook the log in your own, forgetting the Matthew chapter 7 verse 3 principles? Our pastor said in a message recently that he confessed to his family that he came to realize he minimizes the logs in his own way of looking at things and goes right past them to point out the specks others have in their vision of reality. Ouch! When I thought about it, I realized that I'm guilty of the same thing. How about you? Is your view of your spouse's good habits less visible because of what you choose to focus on as you look past your own bad habits? As Cindy Dagnan also said, which applies to this marriage message, not putting our marriage at the top of our earthly priority list is a mistake we cannot afford to make. Now that we can admit that our marriage is a treasure and gift from God, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. What can we do so it won't lose its luster? That's a good question that each of us should ask God to help us to answer. Please know that our love and prayers are with you as together we strive to treasure our marriages and make them shine to the glory of God. This material is provided courtesy of Marriage Missions International. Until next time, God bless you. those who are just joining us, this is the new life program with me, Eric Kivuti. We're broadcasting live from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. If you wish to drop views, comments, or questions about the show, you can do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 001000, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awr at As we take a short break, here is a song, Mlango Niwazi by Golden Gate Square. Mlango Niwazi kwa wenye dhambi Yesu ni anawaita Anahurumia walioposa Kisha poke mbinguni Fura waningi Wake moko si Tuja koko fika mbinguni Tuja mbinguni Nimbo zosho Mwetu msifu Moko si Yesu Tuja poke Ataji kwa Yesu Mara tuja koko fika mbinguni Tuja mbinguni Nimbo zosho
for staying tuned. Right about now, Pastor Obed Soyiri joins us with the Bible segment. He'll be talking about redemption. Be blessed. My dear listener, I want to welcome you so much to our program today. And I also want to thank you so much for making time to join us. I hope you stay tuned until the very end. I'm your presenter, Pastor Obed Soire. I want to talk to you about something exciting. I want to talk to you about redemption. Redemption. But before we get into it, let's invite the Lord's presence to be with us. Father, we thank you that we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And so we, we are so much indebted to him and to what he has done through us. And for us. And uh, we long 
to experience this redemption in real ways today. And so we thank you. Teach us how and teach us what you intend for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Redemption. This is a word that um, has probably been one of the most commonly uh, used word in Christendom. Uh, in fact, it is not just a word used uh, in, in, in the circles of Christianity. I think it's, it's something that is used in, um, even in business transactions. It is simply, it means that uh, you once owned something and someone took it away from you and uh, for you to be able to get it back and uh, and own it again and take possession of what was originally yours, that whole process is called redemption. Now, for sure, we know that we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, uh, Paul says this, he says this, he says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Now, when I read this verse and I came across the original uh, word for redemption in Greek, it is a word called apolotrosis. Apolotrosis. Now, that is a word that is actually a compound word. A compound word is a word that is made up of more than just one word. In other words, it's made up of two or more words. And so the two words that make up that word is apo and lutrosis. Apo means taking something away or literally away. And lutrosis is a word that is used to describe the loosening of a bond uh, or something that was tied to something, and you loosen it and make it uh, a bit free, you know, to let go of a bond uh, or a knot that was tied to something. And so apolotrosis really is the real Greek word for redemption. So when Paul is writing this to the Ephesians, he's saying the blood of Jesus has actually broken the bond that we had with the devil, and the blood has actually taken us away from uh, the place we were in agreement with the devil. And through that, now we have redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. And not just redemption, we also have forgiveness of sins. That means that any sin that we have committed, no matter how grave, no matter how bad, we can be assured that through the process of apolotrosis, that is redemption, our sins have been forgiven. They've been washed away by his blood. And then he says that this has been done in accordance with the riches of the grace of God. So, my friend, redemption is not just a transaction, as most people would want to think of it. It is not just something that Jesus goes to the devil and says, Hey, uh, Obed once belonged to me and I want to take him back. It is actually a powerful process. It's, it's a process that demands strength and power because it's a matter of pulling something and breaking bonds and pulling something away from where it is actually bonded to. And so when you begin to understand the depth of the word redemption, and the extent to which uh, God has gone to just make sure that we actually belong to him again, you begin to understand that this is a very, very profound process. 
And that is how much you're important to God. He places the best bet on you. And he puts his best foot forward through his blood to redeem you, to loosen the bonds that you have with the devil and the agreements that you've made with him and the contracts that you've signed with him and the things that he's told you and you've agreed. He comes in through his blood and starts to loosen those arguments and to break those agreements and to make sure that you are loosed from him. And as a result, now you're free. So it's really a process of freedom. Redemption, after all, it is not just about belonging to God, but it's also about having your freedom boat for you. You're loosed. You are free. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 8 that whoever the Son has set free is free indeed. So, what is it that you're tied to right now, my friend? One of the most uh, difficult things that we have to break loose from is addiction. Any form of addiction. It could be an addiction to alcohol. It could be an addiction to cigarette. It could be an addiction to sex or addictions to uh, pornography. Whatever it is. God desires you to experience freedom through this process of apolotrosis or redemption. He wants to break loose the bonds that are holding you back in your life. So I invite you to a place of freedom. I invite you to a place of total ease in Christ Jesus. And he's the only one that has the power through his blood to give you this process of apolotrosis. You can experience this today, my friend. You don't have to struggle with addictions. It's not by your strength. It's going to have to take the strength of one who has never experienced any loss in his life. And that is this man, Jesus Christ. Would you invite him into your life right now to come and give you freedom? Would you accept him? You would do well too. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for redemption and that the blood of Jesus is so powerful to redeem us from these things that are binding us to the devil. So we invite him to come and break loose the bonds and help us to experience true freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Don't forget to send your views, suggestions, or questions about the show. Do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100-Nairobi-Kenya. Email us at awr Remember, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Until next time, I've been your host, Eric Kevuti. Stay blessed. Quit and
atakubundisha kwake Yesu atakubundisha akuitanjo Oh 